Hello, this is Sarah M welcoming you to the 2347th edition of the Enfield Talking newspaper, dateline the 15th of June 2023. The readers this week are Mary, Sarah A and Sarah M with Dem on the controls. Editing, production and distribution is by the team. Our title music is Country Rock Polka, composed by Pat Prilly, Fernand Bouillon, Harry Brewer. It is performed by Jean-Jacques Perry and is used with his kind permission. The local news stories that we will be reading come from the Enfield Independent and the Enfield Dispatch and are their copyrights. For the week beginning the 19th of June, the sunrise time is... 4.42am and the sunset time is 9.17pm. We also have some special notices from Enfield Library and Enfield Vision. Uh, The first notice is from Enfield Vision. We are a group of visually impaired people determined to improve the environment and to reduce the everyday problems of blind and partially sighted people. We are registered with the Charity Commission as an organisation with the specific aim of promoting the well-being of visually impaired people living in Enfield. We hold a drop-in morning on the third Thursday in each month from 10am to 1pm at Park Avenue Resource Centre, Bushill Park, Enfield. And their exercise classes are also now running again. The dates for the next few months are Thursday the 20th of July, Thursday the 17th of August and Thursday the 21st of September. For further information, you can contact Enfield Vision on 0208 373 6260. That's 0208 373 6260 or email them at information at enfieldvision.org.uk. Information at enfieldvision.org.uk. And a notice from Enfield Home Library Service. Did you know that Enfield has a home library service? This means that if mobility, disability or caring responsibilities make it difficult for you to visit the library, then we can bring the library to you and there is no charge. The Home Library is run in conjunction with the Royal Voluntary Service who vet and manage our volunteers. You tell us the sort of things you like to read and we will select books for you and deliver them to your home once every four weeks. As well as ordinary print titles, we have audiobooks on CDs and large print titles. There are also a limited number available in different languages. Separately, the Enfield Home Library Service offers assistance with digital library content, so we can help you get to grips with borrowing e-books or audiobooks from the library to read or listen to on a phone or tablet. And for more information, or if you would like to sign up for this service, you can email the library service at enfield. and then in capital letters HLS at royalvoluntaryservice.org.uk or telephone Shauna Tivan 07826 
511094. That's enfield.hls at royalvoluntaryservice.org.uk or ring Shauna Tivan on 07826 511094. And just following up on the libraries, um, if you're if you're free on a Tuesday or a Wednesday morning between 10 and 11 a.m., you can pop into uh, Edmonton Green Library um, for tea and toast or Enfield Town Library, and that's on Wednesday. So Tuesdays, 10 till 11, Edmonton Green Library, or Wednesdays, 10 to 11 at Enfield Town Library. Do get in touch with us to share your own news and special announcements. We love to hear from you. If you have any comments about the Enfield Talking newspaper, please phone Diane De Jersey on 07899-854582. That's 07899-854582. She is your listener's representative and will be pleased to help you. Now... Sarah A will read the lead story. MP suspended by Labour. Labour Shadow Minister and Enfield MP Bambus Sharalambus has been suspended by the party after a complaint about his conduct. An investigation by Labour was triggered immediately after a formal complaint was made against the Enfield Southgate MP through the party's independent complaints progress process. Mr. Charalambus's party membership was suspended within 24 hours. He will also have the Labour whip removed while the probe is carried out. In a tweet, the 55-year-old, who will sit as an independent in Parliament following his suspension, said that he will cooperate fully with the investigation. The Shadow Minister, who has been the MP for Enfield Southgate since 2017, said... I am aware that there is an allegation that requires investigation by the Labour Party. It is right and proper that process is allowed to take place. I will cooperate fully and play my full part. It is not appropriate to say anything further at this time. Mr Charalambus has had several posts on Sir Keir Starmer's front bench, including Shadow Minister for Crime and then in Immigration, before being appointed Shadow Minister for the Middle East and North Africa in 2021. It is understood that he has been stood down from his current front bench role. And from the Enfield Dispatch, with a headline of We Need to Design Streets Around People, Not Cars. And this is an article by Maggie Westhead and Claire Rogers from the campaign group Better Streets for Enfield, who are making a passionate plea for more roads, uh, road safety measures in the borough. An eight-year-old boy was killed on a road in Winchmore Hill in April. For us two local mums, this devastating news was not surprising. Our roads seem designed to put convenience for driving before human lives. That must change. Enfield's road casualty statistics are shocking. 31 people were killed from 2017 to 2022 and 658 seriously injured, including 49 children. The most likely to be killed or seriously injured were pedestrians. So what can be done to make our streets safer? A lot. 
London borough councils that are serious about healthy streets are acting on speed limits, parking injunctions and many other measures. In Winchmore Hill and Palmer's Green, we need a 20 mile per hour limit on green lanes where so many people shop and travel to school. Winchmore school students are at risk. Teenagers are the group most likely to be killed on the road. The benefits of a 20 mile per hour limit are well known. 40% of people hit by a vehicle at 30 miles an hour die, compared to 20 sorry, I'll do, say that again, compared to 10% at 20 miles per hour. Enfield needs to join the growing list of boroughs with a default 20 mile per hour limit. Junctions are where most collisions happen. Side roads like the Compton Road Junction with green lanes are especially dangerous as thousands of drivers turn across the path of pedestrians on the high street. The solution, question mark. Stop minor roads being used as shortcuts for cars. Look at Fox Lane's junction with green lanes in Palmer's Green. Now that 6,000 drivers are not using Fox Lane as a shortcut, crossing that once terrifying junction is a breeze. Devonshire Road was once a rat run too, but now its closure at green lanes has made space for cafe seating and a kids' play area. This is why much maligned low-traffic neighbourhoods are so necessary. Cutting the risk of collisions in half is one of their benefits. Junctions at major roads are a different animal. We are appalled that there is still no signalised pedestrian crossing on any arm of the hedge lane stroke green lanes junction in Palmer's Green, despite being the route to school for so many. Why? If crossings slow bus journeys by two minutes, does that matter compared to a child's life? Parked cars line much of green lanes and its side streets, making it harder for drivers to spot pedestrians about to cross, especially if they are a small child. In New York, replacing car parking with cycle lanes reduced pedestrian casualties dramatically. But when Enfield cycle lanes were built, there was such an outcry from traders, the council kept as many parking spaces as possible, carving seven out of the newly enlarged public space in Compton Road. Parking should be cut back in Winchmore Hill, except disabled and loading bays. As well as being safer, it would give more space for seating, planting and spending time and money benefiting traders. For many, it would also be the nudge needed to arrive by foot, bike or public transport instead of by car. Finally, we need controlled parking across the borough. Is it right that I can park a car for free the day I buy it but have to wait for years and then pay for a secure on-street space for a bicycle? Charging for parking would help reduce multiple car ownership and the council could charge more for SUVs which are more likely to kill children. All these measures and more are laid out in the annual Healthy Streets Scorecard, which ranks London boroughs on how healthy their streets are, according to ten indicators. Enfield is ahead of many outer London boroughs with its miles of cycle lanes, two quieter neighbourhoods and school streets, 
but still sits in 10th place overall for Outer London, with progress being slowed. We urge Enfield Council to make healthy streets in London a priority so we never have to face an avoidable uh, tragedy again. Towners announced new manager. The club has confirmed who will be replacing long-serving former boss Andy Lease. Enfield Town FC has announced the appointment of Gavin McPherson as manager. Gavin joins the Towners after parting company with Met Police FC, where he spent over 20 years as a player, assistant and manager. He will replace Andy Lease in the dugout at the QE2 Stadium following a six-year stint that came to an end in April, shortly after Enfield Town missed out on a playoff spot in the Isthmian Premier Division. As a player, Gavin had stints at Barnett and Carlisle, as well as at Wildstone, Slough Town and Woking. He took the managerial reins at the Met Police for the 2018-19 season after the resignation of Jim Cooper, guiding them to victory in the Southern League playoffs, only to be denied promotion at the final hurdle against Tombridge Angels in a super playoff. The Towners have described Gavin as a widely regarded coach who has gained a reputation for moulding highly competitive squads. Chairman Paul Reid said, I'm delighted that we have reached an agreement with Gavin and his team. We had a number of impressive applicants, but Gavin was our clear favourite. His short-term and longer-term intentions as manager align closely to ours and he certainly fulfilled the criteria set out at the start of our recruitment process. He brings with him a very strong track record and considerable expertise at step three. I am very much looking forward to working with him and his coaching team. This is a letter to Enfield Independent from Michael Rowland of Royal Parks entitled Be Fire Aware. As many of us look forward to the hot weather, please remember that barbecues are banned from many parks. We also ask people to take litter home, as dropped cigarettes and glass bottles increase the risk of a fire. Fires can spread extremely quickly across dry landscapes and are a danger to people, wildlife and property. The parks are brimming with wonderful wildlife and incredible landscapes and with this seasonal sunny weather it is a fantastic time to soak up nature and enjoy a picnic in a beautiful environment. But sadly there have been some awful occasions when we've seen wildlife, trees, plants and grasslands destroyed because of an accidental fire. Grass snakes, toads, frogs, newts and stag beetles have been killed in fires. Fires also put pressure on emergency services who are called upon to put them out. No one ever believes it'll be their actions that cause fires, but a fire can start easily. Please protect wildlife and leave no trace by enjoying a picnic, not a barbecue, and by taking any litter home if the bins are full. And the next headline is Message to Flytippers. And we have uh, a photograph of Councillor Rick Jewell spraying the first of four stencils on the public highway. Stencils containing messages to deter would-be rubbish dumpers have been applied on streets in Enfield. The purpose of the new Enfield Council campaign is to try and deter people from flytipping 
highlight the cost of clearing rubbish and to try to change the behaviours of those who continue to illegally fly tip. Rick Jewell, councillor responsible for the environment, visited Lansing Gardens in Edmonton, where the council receives frequent reports of fly tipping. And he sprayed the first of four stencils on the public highway using a chalk-based paint that is non-toxic and non-permanent. And he said, We are committed and determined to provide a cleaner Enfield for our residents, which is why we're finding more ways to be resourceful to help prevent fly-tipping in our borough. We know that a greener, cleaner Enfield is a top priority for residents and the implementation of public highway stencils serves as a polite reminder to everyone to dispose of their waste responsibly. We hope this, along with the Council's other initiatives, will contribute to a reduction in the number of fly-tipping incidents in the borough. There is never any excuse to fly-tip, as we offer a free doorstep bulky waste collection service to all of the borough's residents. Rail upgrade cancelled. Enfield Council insists the cancellation of planned rail infrastructure works that would have boosted capacity at Meridian Water Station will have no impact on the delivery of homes. Despite planning permission being granted for a scheme to install a passing loop at Ponders End Station just five months ago, the council has confirmed that the project is no longer going ahead because of extraordinary inflationary pressures that have forced the local authority to appeal for more money from the government to fund it. The council was awarded £170 million from the government in 2020 to cover the cost of increasing both road and rail capacity at Meridian Water, seen as crucial to enabling the construction of 10,000 homes. Plans were drawn up for a passing loop at Ponders End, which would have allowed four trains per hour to serve Meridian Water Station. But the council now says the £170 million is insufficient to cover the cost. Instead, it's using the money to ensure street works, including new roads, bridges, parks, utilities and flood alleviations can be built instead. Spurs' plan for the park is challenged. Legal action over plans to lease public park. Enfield Council could face legal action over its proposals to lease White Webb's Park to Tottenham Hotspur. Campaigners are seeking a judicial review of the authorities' plan to award the lease to the Premier League Football Club, which wants to set up a new women's football academy on its site in northern Enfield. So far, they have raised more than £15,000 of the initial £18,000 target to allow them to launch the first stage of the legal challenge. The Council agreed in October 2021 to hand a 25-year lease to Spurs if its proposals for the Greenbelt Parkland, including the now-closed municipal golf course, win planning permission. It sparked a backlash from local residents who want the whole park to remain as public open space, but the Council has repeatedly resisted calls to drop the plans. Under the proposals, Spurs would create new training pitches in the northeastern corner of the site, next to its existing training complex in Whitebeds Lane. Land to the south of this, including parts of the former golf course, would also be handed to the football club, where it plans to restore areas of historic parkland. 
Local groups, Enfield Roadwatch and the Friends of Whitewebs, together with the London branch of the Campaign to Protect Rural England, claim the plans are unlawful because the land is held for the public for recreation use. The campaigners say the proposals would hand more than half of the park to the football club, ending nearly a 100 years of the park being public trust land. The groups obtained a legal opinion from barristers regarding the lawfulness of the council's actions last year. In a subsequent letter to the authority, they claimed proposed restrictions on public use and access inherent in Spurs' training academy plans would go against legislation under which the land is held in trust for the public's use. Their letter states that the council's plan to use rental income from the site to invest an extra £100,000 per year in grassroots sport would be an unlawful use of profits from public trust land, as the money would be spent outside the park. Enfield Council and Tottenham Hotspur FC declined to comment. And the headline, Man Left Near Forecourt... Police were called to a BP petrol station in Ballsmore Lane on Saturday. A collapsed man was reportedly dragged from a Mercedes and left in the forecourt of an Enfield petrol station in the early hours of the morning. Police were called to a BP petrol station in Ballsmore Lane at around 9am on Saturday morning after the man was discovered. The man, aged in his 50s, was taken to hospital by the London Ambulance Service, where he remains in a critical condition. A 42-year-old man has been arrested in connection with the incident. He has been bailed pending further inquiries. A police investigation has found that a silver Mercedes drove into the petrol station shortly before 5am. The driver reportedly pulled the man from the car and left him on the ground before driving off. The collapsed man, who police said had no visible injuries, remained there until emergency services were called later that morning. Officers are now appealing for anyone who was driving in the area at the time of the incident to get in touch. Anyone with footage or witnesses who saw anything suspicious are asked to call 101 quoting reference 2156 forward slash 10JUN. That's 2156 forward slash 10JUN. To remain anonymous, members of the public are urged to contact Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 111. Superloop Routes Revealed. A map showing the places where a new express bus service will stop in Enfield Borough has been published for the first time. The so-called Superloop bus service being launched by Transport for London to help better connect outer London was first unveiled in March, but now more details have been revealed about which areas will be served by it. The simplified orbital map, originally published by TfL, suggested only Arnos Grove and Edmonton would be served by the Superloop. But the new map of the North Finchley to Walthamstow leg of the service reveals that there are in fact four Enfield stops that will be provided. New Southgate Station, Arnos Grove Station, Gloucester Road for North Middlesex Hospital and Silver Street Station. Although a public consultation 
on the North Finchley to Walthamstow route will not be launched until next spring, the public is now being invited to comment on the Harrow to North Finchley service. The Superloop is described by TfL as a game-changing new network of limited stop express routes, which, when complete, will circle London and connect outer London town centres, hospitals, schools and transport hubs. It is being supported by £6 million of additional funding provided by City Hall. Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, said, The Superloop is part of my plans to improve public transport in outer London. These new routes will substantially improve access to transport services, town centres and hospitals in outer London and help build a better, greener London for everyone. Pupil suspended over BB gun. A schoolboy has been suspended after allegedly firing a BB gun which hit a staff member. Enfield Grammar School is investigating the incident which happened on Thursday at 2.30pm when the victim was in a car preparing to go home. Head teacher Christopher Lamb said that the Met Police's Safer Schools officer had been contacted and the boy has been temporarily suspended while an investigation takes place. He said, On that Thursday, a member of staff was hit by a BB gun. The student who fired it said it ricocheted off the ground and went through the window of the car. That's being looked into. The police were informed and the BB gun was confiscated from the student. The student has been suspended for three days while we do an investigation, but obviously BB guns are a prohibited item by the school and this could lead to a longer suspension. He said the car was stationary at the time as the staff member had just finished a shift and that the employee had not reported it to the police. Mr Lamb added, The member of staff that was hit was absolutely fine but shook up, to be honest. No blood, no breathing, just shaken up. Mr Lamb said he was due to speak to the pupil and his parents. He said the Safer Schools officer was working with the Met and had been expected to collect the gun on Monday so that it could be used as evidence. I'm mostly disappointed that a pupil has done something that they shouldn't, but I am very, very pleased that the staff member was fine, Mr Lamb added. I want to know exactly what was done and why before we decide on what sanctions and what steps to take. The Met confirmed that they were in touch with the Safer Schools officer. And this is a headline you may not be expecting. Grazing cattle arriving at two Enfield parks... Forty Hall and Trent Park will soon have small herds of grazing cattle as part of a rewilding trial project. Herds of cattle will soon be roaming around two Enfield parks as a one-year rewilding trial is launched. The red pole cattle, a naturally docile breed, will be released at Forty Hall Estate and Trent Park. It is hoped they will help to manage grassland habitats and increase biodiversity. Enfield Council announced its intention to introduce grazing cattle last year, but has now confirmed the project will launch in June. The cows set to be released will be closely monitored by environmental experts at Capel Manor Cottage, with help from GPS tags that will be used to track the animals' movements. Up to 20 cows will be released at Trent Park in an area comprising 15% of the park and up to 10 cows will be set free at Forty Hall in an area covering 40% of the park. 
White Webb's Park, which was initially suggested as one of the parks where the cattle would be released, will not be part of the initial trial after concerns were raised during the consultation. A council spokesperson said, We have provisionally planned to launch a conservation grazing project trial next it says this next month in June, once the infrastructure is in place. We will first trial a small number of red pole cattle. And if, for those of you who've never heard of them, which I hadn't, pole is P-O-L-L, so red pole cattle who are naturally docile at Forty Hall and Trent Park. The project will benefit a wide variety of habitats, such as grassland, woodland, wetland and scrub. The cattle grazing project has been awarded over £30,000 from City Hall's Rewild London funding pot. Another ongoing rewilding scheme in Enfield, the Beaver Reintroduction Trial, has had a difficult start. A council report explaining the rationale behind the cattle grazing project further explains that the grassland management practice of conservation grazing is promoted by a wild range of national conservation organisations, including Natural England, Wildlife Trusts, RSPB and the National Trust, who view grazing as a fundamental approach to managing important habitats such as acid grasslands, wildflower meadows and heathlands. This particular type of grazing uses low stocking densities as opposed to more intensive practices that use high stocking densities, which can lead to overgrazing. Conservation grazing reduces competition from faster-growing vegetation and creates conditions for plants to set seed, including less dominant grass species. This creates varied sward heights which cannot be achieved with mowing and helps to restore wildflower meadows that support a much wider range of insects, birds and small mammals. Grasslands and ruminant animals have an interrelationship which has been adapted and built over millions of years and conservation grazing helps restore these natural processes. The report also states that both Forty Hall and Trent Park have been identified as at risk by Historic England because of encroaching woodland that threatens heritage assets such as the remains of Elsing Palace at Forty Hall. Conservation grazing is seen as one way to address management issues. Before being released... Individual cows will be checked for suitable temperament before they are selected for release by Capel Manor College. I'm not quite sure how they will do that, but still, they're the experts. Um, GPS collars will then be used as containment technology, which will create virtual boundaries to keep animals in designated areas, meaning that fences are not necessary. Amazing. Um, the report adds, it's a behavioural system that provides an audio melody that increases in pitch and volume as they approach the virtual boundary. Although dog owners will not be forced to keep their pets on leads at Trent Park and Forty Hall during the trial, they are advised to be responsible and use leads if they have concerns about their dog's behaviour when in proximity to the cattle. Tower sale. 
An Edmonton tower block that had its gas supply cut off over structural safety fears looks set to be sold by Enfield Council. Civic Centre bosses have revealed plans to sell 23-storey Walbrook House in Huntington, Huntingdon Road for private development after deeming the cost of refurbishing the block or knocking it down to build new affordable housing to be too high. Built in 1968 using a cut-price method that involved assembling large panels manufactured off-site, the tower block, which contains 126 flats, was found to be at risk of collapse in the event of a gas explosion following tests carried out in the wake of the Grenfell Tower fire. Cladding was removed in 2019 because of fire safety concerns and the gas supply was cut off last July. In January, families remaining in the block complained they were freezing and suffering from worsening damp and mould. A report reveals the council now plans to fully decommission Walbrook House, moving the 20 families remaining and buying up the properties owned by leaseholders. It says the cost of refurbishment could rise to more than £30 million because of inflation in the construction market. Care home residents show their green-fingered skills. Residents at Hugh Middleton House in Southgate celebrated Chelsea Flower Show by holding their own competition for the green-fingered. Competitors took part in flower-based activities throughout the week, including flower ranging and planting flowers in their raised bed garden. Residents' loved ones also took part, and the home looked beautiful, decked out with blooms. General Manager Jade Shea said, Our garden is a much-loved space. Our residents really enjoy looking after the plants and flowers and watching them grow and changing through the seasons. Chelsea has given us real inspiration to try some new planting schemes and see what we can achieve in our own garden. 100-year-old marmalade maker raises £3,500 for local cancer charity and a lovely photograph of Margaret Stretton showing off some of her jars of marmalade. A Winchmore Hill marmalade maker helped raise thousands of pounds for Nightingale Cancer Support Centre after producing more than 100 jars to celebrate her 100th birthday. Margaret Stretton's legendary marmalades and jams have long been a big hit with her church congregation, and as she prepared to hit her century last year, son-in-law David Mulford suggested she raise money for charity by setting herself a target. The original aim was to make 50 jars and raise £200, but as the months went on, it became clear Margaret would far surpass that. And then a quote from Margaret, David suggested we do a just giving page, and I said it sounds good, but you'll be lucky to get £200, she told the dispatch. Then we raised £3,500, which shows there are some good people out there. In total, throughout last year, Margaret managed to make 115 jars of marmalade and jam in different flavours, including strawberry, apricots and raspberry. This is despite the fact that she suffers from macular degeneration, which severely impairs her eyesight, as well as rheumatoid arthritis in both hands. The only help Margaret gets with her marmalade and jam production line is a little assistance scraping out her preserving pan, 
the same pan she's been using for decades after inheriting it from her mother. Daughter Christine Mulford said, The thing we found incredible is that she has her poor eyesight, uh, but she's, she's memorised the recipes. She has friends who ring her up to ask if she has any jars left. Rebels with a Creative Cause A new festival for creative entrepreneurs is taking place in Edmonton this month. Over the past year, our team at Blocks has been working alongside a business support service, the Rebel School, which provides free advice and training to hundreds of entrepreneurs and creatives across Enfield, supplying the tools and knowledge to start their own business. As an open access factory in Edmonton, focused on providing affordable workspace, training and high-end equipment, at Blocks we are proud to support a diverse community with more than 400 independent businesses. Together, Blocks and the Rebel School share a vision to level the playing field for small and independent business, empowering people from all walks of life to follow their dreams and do what they love. On Saturday 24th of June, this will culminate in the launch of Enfield Creative Festival, an all-day celebration of the borough's vibrant creativity and entrepreneurship with guest speakers, live music and stalls, plus delicious food and drinks provided by Block's Kitchen, with it all completely free to attend. Backed by Enfield Council, Enfield Creative Festival provides a chance to celebrate all that has been achieved so far, as well as an opportunity for the next class of rebels to join the movement. The Rebel School was founded in 2010 by Alan Donegan and Simon Payne. Its mission is to change the way entrepreneurship is taught across the world. It has educated over 20,000 people in 10 different countries through free events and helped launch 839 businesses in 2022. As we continue to live through a challenging economic climate, organisations like Blocks and the Rebel School, or more importantly, the communities they create, are playing a vital role in Enfield's development. Using local independent businesses whenever possible helps to spur investment in the local economy and support our community. So, whether you are a business owner, budding entrepreneur, or simply want to soak up the atmosphere of a cold beer, everyone is invited to join us for Enfield Creative Festival. Probe after children flee house fire. Eight children and three adults had to flee a house fire that is now under investigation by the police. Six fire engines and around 40 firefighters from the London Fire Brigade were called to Kimberley Road, Edmonton at 9.45pm on Monday, June the 5th. There were no reports of any injuries after the group all managed to leave the building before the fire service arrived. The whole of the first floor of the mid-terraced house and part of the loft were damaged by the blaze. Fire crews from Chingford, Enfield, Hornsey, Woodford, Tottenham and Stoke Newington stations had extinguished the fire by 10.16pm. A London Fire Brigade spokesman confirmed that the cause of the blaze is now under investigation by the Brigade and the Metropolitan Police. Anyone with information is asked to call the Met Police on 101. Alternatively, call the independent crime-fighting charity Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 111. 
Plan for new flats on site of demolished pub. A developer plans to build 19 flats on the site of a former Ponders End pub but provide no affordable housing. Developer Compton London wants to build a six-storey block of flats at 115 South Street, which was once home to the Falcon Public House. Enfield Council's policies state that developments of 10 or more units should contribute to a borough-wide target of providing 40% affordable housing. But the plan for the former pub site states that a financial viability study found the proposed development cannot support any element of affordable housing contribution. The Falcon was knocked down in 2017, despite a campaign by local residents to save it. It's one of several pubs in Ponders End to have closed over the last decade, with most either demolished or converted to restaurants or other uses. In 2018, the council turned down plans to build 19 flats in blocks up to six storeys high at the site of the Falcon. The developer has since worked with council officers to make changes to the scheme in response to their recommendations. Planning documents say the new proposal would provide a high proportion of family homes delivering a choice of housing and a mixed community. Five flats would have three bedrooms and one would have four bedrooms, with the remaining units containing one or two bedrooms. Plans claim the scheme would improve the aesthetic quality and visual appearance of the site, with the new building taking design cues from the area's architectural language. Feedback Dear Enfield Dispatch, St Demetrios, an Orthodox Christian community celebrating its 50th year, has partnered with the Felix Project, Enfield Food Alliance and Enfield Council to set up a weekly food bank. Operating from the church grounds each Saturday from 12pm until 2pm, the volunteers distribute food, clothing and other necessities to the community. A soup kitchen feeds over 150 families each week in the winter months. None of this would be possible without our dedicated volunteers. However, help is always needed. If you are interested, all are welcome. From Yanis at St. Demetrius Church, Edmonton. MCC community cricket hero Jarvis enjoys a fine day at Lord's. John Jarvis, a cricket coach from Enfield, who has coached youth and adult cricket for over 50 years, spent a day at Lord's watching England with MCC president Stephen Fry. Jarvis, who still coaches the Botany Bay Cricket Club's Colts every week during the season, joined the actor and comedian in the President's Suite at the Home of Cricket for the first day of the England-Ireland Test. He was selected as an MCC community cricket hero for his work as a coach and almost every other club role at Botany Bay CC, where he has actively promoted women and girls cricket, always going the extra mile, and being instrumental in rebuilding the club, making it more sustainable and creating the right culture. 
the campaign, run in conjunction with the Cricketer magazine, was launched in March to find 11 unsung grassroots cricket heroes from across the country. The winners were chosen from hundreds of nominations received by the MCC and by a special panel which included Fry and former England cricketers Claire Taylor and Mike Gatting. It was fantastic to meet and welcome John and our MCC community cricket heroes to Lords, and in some small way to thank them for their amazing contributions to the grassroots game, said Fry. It's only right we recognise and celebrate the vital role they and countless other individuals like them play in making our game what it is. They epitomise all that is good about the sport and the values of the MCC. And now uh, a story about a, a Velo Park concierge recognised for her medal success and she's been awarded a GLL award. Lee Valley athlete Joanne Ryan has been honoured with the prestigious GLL Sport Foundation Award for her exceptional performance at the World Indoor Championships in Poland where she won a bronze medal. Despite working as a concierge at Lee Valley Velo Park, Joanne trains at Lee Valley Athletic Centre six times a week and her hard work has paid off with this recognition. GLL is a charitable social enterprise that manages 260 sports venues, leisure centres, gyms and pools under the Better brand in collaboration with nearly 50 local authorities and sports organisations. As part of their commitment to promoting sports, GLL supports young athletes through the GLL Sport Foundation, the UK's largest independent athlete support programme. This year, GLL will award free memberships for sports venues and leisure centres, cash bursaries and other athlete services to 2,000 talented young athletes from England, Wales and Northern Ireland. This is the largest independent athlete award programme in the UK and a £1.2 million fund comprising financial bursaries, training and access memberships, physiotherapy and more will support talented athletes with the cost of preparing and competing for national and international competitions. The GLL Sport Foundation... GSF, has been a leading force in developing local young athletic talent for over 15 years, with an impressive 25,000 awards, totalling £14 million, awarded since 2008. These athletes will receive financial support and expert training to help them achieve their sporting goals. Brian, who is a beneficiary of the GSF programme, expressed her gratitude for the award and praised the support provided by GLL by saying, I'm delighted to receive the GSF award this year. It's going to help me a lot with my training and towards all my goals this track season. I like to take this opportunity to thank GLL for supporting me on my athletics journey. The GSF programme has been instrumental in helping me pursue my passion for competing and I'm proud to be associated with such a fantastic initiative. The GSF programme has supported thousands of athletes over the past 14 years, including Olympic and Paralympic medalists. It provides financial support, 
expert training and other athlete services to help athletes reach their full potential. With the support of GLL and the GSF programme, many young athletes are on their way to becoming the next generation of sporting champions. And there's a very nice photograph of Joanne showing off the medal that she won at the uh, World Indoor Championships in Poland. We have reached the end of our programme for this week. Thank you for listening. So from the team of Mary, Sarah A and Sarah M and Dem on the controls, it's goodbye. (laughs) Please remember to turn over the address label in your postal packet. Put the memory stick into the packet in a closed position and return it to us as soon as possible in readiness for the next edition. You can now also listen to our podcast by searching for Enfield Talking Newspaper on your favourite podcast app or listen to us on your smart speaker by saying play podcast Enfield Talking Newspaper. Don't forget you can call Diane de Jersey regarding any help you may require in connection with Enfield Talking Newspaper and that's on 078 582. That's 078-99-854-582. The Enfield Talking Newspaper will be with you again in one week's time. <laughs>